Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm not Dan Patrick, and neither is my co-host. I'm Nick Gieber, along with Kartik Krishnaya, and we've got loads of soccer to talk to you about today. Uh, the Women's World Cup, we've got the uh, Copa America, we can even talk about the Gold Cup. And joining us at 40 past the hour, we'll be talking to our stellar football attorney, Bob Caldwell of Colossal Lath- and Latham, will be joining us to talk about this absolutely stunning uh, write-up on the Andre Yedlin decision. We're going to find out why they denied the payment, but it's not what the MLS apologists would like to think. Kartik, we've got a full show today. Yeah, a great day of football. A lot to talk about. England beating Japan in the Women's World Cup. Massive result. Massive statement from England, beating a team that's been in the finals the last two years, winning that group with nine points. Obviously, Brazil and the Copa America have to talk about that and this DeAndre Yedlin case and the fallout from it as far as solidarity payments in the United States. So much going on, Nick. That's right, and you get it all here, of course, on Fifth Street Soccer. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. We love chatting with you as we do each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific. And I'm very pleased to announce uh, and welcome uh, my new co-host to the show, Kartik Krishnaya, who joins us on a permanent basis today. Kartik, so great to have you. Thank you so much, Nick. It's an honor to be working with you and to be on the, <coughs> excuse me, on this show. Uh, You're tearing up. You're tearing up, aren't you? Yeah. Been a fan of yours since the World Soccer, uh, what do we call that? World Soccer Weekly and then World Soccer Daily show, uh, show days going back 15, 20 years now. I, I can't even keep track of time. So great honor to be here and thank you for having me. Well, uh, it's an absolute pleasure, right? If you've got something to say, 800-878-7529. That's 800-878-PLAY. Give us a call. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber. He's at KKFLA737. At some point, we'll get our own show, Twitter, to make it easy for everyone. Uh, We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Uh, We're everywhere you want to be. If you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeart, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, we welcome you to the show, as we do listeners on any of the affiliate stations on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Such a pleasure. All right, we're going to step aside, take a brief break, gather our thoughts, and we'll be right back to kick it all off here. Don't go anywhere. Let's say you just bought a house. 
bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885-800-603-0885-800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Tune in and hang on tight as Fish Talk Radio takes you on a fishing adventure. We'll take you places you have only yet desired and the familiar favorites with live on-the-water insider tips. Join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. Tune in for the all-natural attitude adjustment. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern on the Sports Byline USA Network. with you well the women's world cup in full flow and i really enjoying the tournament kartik you know it's uh it's exciting the quality of football is actually pretty good uh, the atmosphere seems good at least for the bigger games i'm a little disappointed quite frankly with some of the empty seats in some of the shall we say lesser games although i i really hate to use that term i don't mean to disrespect any of the teams involved uh but it is exciting let's start shall we group a kartik is decided france go out top the ho- the holder uh, the, excuse me the hosts uh norway second nigeria book a place in the knockout round perhaps a little surprising yeah, if, if they get through, uh, they would have gotten through if it hadn't been for uh, that VAR call the other day, right? Uh, at the, uh, Wendy Renard misses the penalty. The, the Nigerian goalkeeper saved it, but she came off her line. 
they retake it. Uh, France France goes through, but Nigeria has been competitive in this tournament, more competitive than uh, they've been recently in Women's World Cups in a very tough group. So full credit to them if they go through. Yeah, I believe they will with three points. I think all you need is three points to go through, right, uh, in third place, and they do have the three. Uh, so good for them. Group B, uh, we've got uh, Germany, Spain, and China going through. South Africa not making it through. Uh, kind of disappointing from the South African ladies, but the Germany, Spain, and China are through to the knockout rounds. Uh, a very moving scene, actually, uh, once that uh, that final result was in, the Chinese coach crying uh, along with his team. I mean, I think this means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, it means a lot to China. They're rebuilding. Obviously, we're a powerhouse in the women's game. Uh, two decades ago, uh, have fallen on hard times lately, and, and this was a huge result for them. Spain, uh, Nick, uh, they play the same sort of football the Spanish men do. It's in their DNA. A lot of passing. Uh, I have to say we have not seen enough cutting-edge uh, play in the final third from the Spanish. I think uh, very pretty football, great great to watch, much like the Spanish men, but uh, much like the Spanish men, they might be out in the round of 16, um, like the Spanish men were last year in the, in the Men's World Cup. Yeah, well, they're only scoring an average of a goal a game, so uh, they're probably going to find it rough going through uh, to the knockout stages, but they did make it. Uh, Group C has also decided Italy, Austria, Bra- Australia, and Brazil uh, all going through with six points. Uh, that is uh, – that's a surprise. Yeah, Italy, uh, they, they've uh, put a lot of money, their uh, FA, into women's football in the last few years and some of their clubs as well, most notably Juventus, they have come from nowhere. They have not even been in, uh, qualified for the Women's World Cup since 99. That was their last Women's World Cup. As they've fallen on hard times in the men's game, they got better in, uh, in the women's game. When these groups were drawn in December, you looked at the draw and you said, oh, Australia and Brazil, they're going to be top. Italy, that's too bad. First Women's World Cup in 20 years. Um, they're, they're, they're not going to be competitive. Instead, uh, they won the first two matches, and I think we're very unlucky. Uh, yesterday against uh, Brazil. They look a solid side. Um, not that experienced at the tournament level, so maybe that will get them in the knockout stage. But, but what a surprise. What a great story. Yeah, terrific story. And in Group D, of course, the story is England unbeaten so far in the Women's World Cup for all their three group stages uh, in what was considered to be an interesting group with Japan, Argentina, and Scotland. Uh, so England will go through with nine points. Japan uh, will go through with four. But Argentina and Scotland will be are eliminated. A big, a very disappointing result today for the Scottish women uh, getting that draw with Argentina. Yeah, I, I mean, they had it uh, in the bag. They were looking like uh, they would get the three points and possibly get through the knockout stages. They blew it late. Um, again, not a very experienced tournament team, even though they have Kim Little, the brilliant Kim Little, uh, uh, their coach Kerr. Uh, has done a great job with them, but they just don't have that that mentality. And we've seen that in all three matches of this tournament. They came on late against uh, Japan, but they didn't play well in the first half of that match. England, um, they, they seemed intimidated after about the 10th minute of that match, although they came back into it around the 60th minute. On England, uh, Phil Neville has done a phenomenal job with this team. Uh, uh, Nick, a, a, a person most of our listeners are familiar with as a player, great Manchester United, England, and Everton player. Uh, he has a lot of depth on this team. And what he has done in the group stages rotate a lot, uh, an awful lot, as much as the U.S. has. And uh, there's been some concerns about that when I've called, listened to the BBC call-in shows, Five Live, about Neville just shuffling his, his lineup indiscriminately. But they've come through with nine points. They look stronger in every match. And uh, don't sleep on England. They might win this thing, quite frankly.
Well, it's certainly going to be fascinating to watch. And, and the further they go in the tournament, the more excited uh, the country uh, will be getting because, uh, as we all know, the men have yet to really win anything in international tournaments since 1966. Maybe the ladies will pep them. Look, I thought the men were going to win the Nations League uh, this time around, but I think the uh, four English teams that made it to the two European Cups uh, probably probably affected that more than they would like to admit and certainly affected yeah. uh, the team selection in the uh, in the semi-final game uh, but you know the women could do it and could be national heroes uh group e the dutch and the canadians are going through cameroon or new zealand need to get a win to assure a place in the knockout stage uh, either one would work but uh, i believe uh, we'll have to see how that one that one pans out but that's it the dutch and the canadians are definitely through and in Group F, obviously, one more match to play. That is the U.S. group. And look, the U.S. are playing Sweden for their next match. This is a huge rivalry. Uh, and when people were talking about why did the U.S. hammer 13 goals past Thailand, uh, the reason is because both the U.S. and Sweden right now are on six points. Should that game end up as a draw? And I tell you what, that, that is a possible result. The Swedish team is very good. They've also got two wins uh, and no losses. Uh, that well... Goal differential will be the decider, and Sweden only managed to put five past the Thai ladies. I suppose the U.S. put 13 by him. Uh, the U.S., though, yet to concede a goal in this tournament, so they're looking fantastic. Yeah, the U.S., uh, if people who are just tuning into the uh, women's game now, the U.S. drew with Sweden in the group stage in 2015. It was a tough match. Sweden outplayed them. The U.S. got eliminated by Sweden in the Summer Olympics in 2016. The U.S. lost to Sweden in the group stage in 2011. Actually, being in second gave the U.S. a, a draw, which got them to the final, where they lost to Japan in penalties. But um, they, they have had all kinds of trouble with Sweden, which is why Jill Ellis, I believe, said – Let's not call off the dogs when it was 5-0, 6-0, and they pulled it on. Look, I, we, we've had all kinds of moral arguments in the last week about running up the score, right? Nick, um, this They're whole thing has become, yeah, it's become nauseating, quite frankly, all over uh, sports radio. I mean, at least it's gotten soccer in the mainstream, right? Everyone's talked about it. Um, maybe the celebrations were excessive. I, 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 I get that. But uh, if FIFA is going to keep goal difference as your, as your tiebreaker – and you're in a situation where you've played this team in major tournaments, three, uh, in three successive major tournaments and not beat them. I'm talking about Sweden, and they're in your group. What do you, what do you expect Joelis to do? Uh, take that chance. You can control one thing, which is your own results against the other teams. So yeah. uh, you have to pad goal difference. It's just oh, the way it is. Well, listen, Kartik, I have no criticism of the women whatsoever. Zero criticism. They did what they had to do. They were happy to score. It's the World Cup for crying out loud. Every one of those international goals meant everything to the players that scored them. So they have a right to celebrate, and uh, I'm fine with it. And, you know, let's see them. Let's see them kick on. Let's see the U.S. women get to the final and win this thing. Uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit in the next segment of the show because the ramifications for the overall soccer landscape with U.S. Uh, with U.S. soccer are huge, both in terms of uh, galvanizing more support for the women's game, galvanizing more support for the uh, for the sport in general, especially given the disappointment of the men. And again, we'll talk about that next segment. But also with this uh, hashtag #SheQuilPay issue that's going on right now, and also with one of, many of the lawsuits going through against U.S. soccer. A Wall Street Journal article published in the last few days claiming that it's the U.S. women's national team that is the prime driver behind the revenue for U.S. soccer. 
Yeah, and I actually was lucky enough to be staying in a hotel where I got that article in print uh, ah, the nice. other day. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's pretty clear that the U.S. women since 2016 have been generating more revenue than the U.S. men, which is no surprise because there's a huge competitive imbalance between the U.S. women and the U.S. men. That coincides with the U.S. men going down the tube, right? Uh, yeah. We're talking about 20, 20, uh, 2009, 2010. U.S. reached the final of the Confederations Cup in 2009. We wouldn't be having this discussion. But we're now talking about a men's uh, national team that, quite frankly, is not competitive and people are not interested in, period. And they're more interested in the women. So I was glad to see some empirical evidence for my theory that the U.S. women were generating more revenue. I, I believe that uh, for a few years now. All right. We're going to pick up the chat on the other side of the break. Coming up, let's talk. Copa America, let's talk Gold Cup. Let's touch on the U.S. national team who get a 4-0 win over the powerhouse of, uh, who was it, Guyana, right? Uh, exciting, <laughs> exciting stuff. All right, this is Fistory Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. We'll be right back after this. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. 
So, if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about you. And me. <laughs> Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Welcome back to the show for Street Soccer. Couldn't resist a little Jurgen Klopp there, uh, Kartik, uh, doing his uh, Let's Talk About Six Baby. Good stuff, though. Uh, but the, the Premier League, the Champions League uh, behind us, we're talking Women's World Cup. We're talking, uh, of course, Copa America. We'll touch on Gold Cup. Welcome back to the show for Street Soccer, Nick Eber. And Kartik Krishnaya with you. Uh, Kartik, uh, let's talk about, not six, let's talk about Copa America. Because the big surprise in this tournament are the two powerhouse teams, Brazil and Argentina. Brazil getting booed out of their own stadiums. And Argentina looking like they may go 0-2. Yeah, Argentina right now struggling against Paraguay. Uh, Quite frankly, that group, Colombia, has looked very good. Uh, Paraguay has looked okay. Qatar has looked okay. I saw Qatar. I was at the Asian Cup. Um, in January in, in Dubai and, and saw Cutter play and, and was uh, very impressed by them in terms of uh, their organization. Uh, we've all been dubious about them getting into the World Cup, uh, having never qualified for a, a major FIFA competition before. Uh, but uh, it seems like they've taken knowing they're hosting the World Cup uh, very seriously in order to build their, their national team. And they look, they look a very proper side. They, they could give Argentina trouble in the next match. Argentina uh, now down 1-0. Nick, we have to talk about the fact that I think so many of these Argentine players who excel at their clubs in Europe, uh, whether it be in the Premier League or Serie A or or La Liga, uh, do not want to play for this national team. They just have a uh, a mental block when they have to go back and deal with the AFA and deal with uh, the very political nature of the Argentine National uh, Federation and Argentine national team. Well, uh, you know, I have it on good authority that um, the greatest player on the world uh, is one of the issues that's causing so many problems on that team. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's not that um, Messi in and of himself is a cancer in the locker room. I, I've never heard that about him. And I know people that are very close with AFA. Uh, but it is apparently the Messi organization and the family essentially run what happens with the national team. Yeah, and I think there are forces within the AFA that are going to push back on that, from what I understand. Uh, but the selection of coaches, even the selection of uh, uh, player, uh, other players, uh, squad selection, it is rumored, and, and you actually have sources that are telling you this as well, um, that have come down to Messi and Messi's family. And we see the results. Argentina have, have not won a major tournament since uh, – since 1993, they've gotten to several finals and bottled it in the final. Uh, it's har- it's harsh to say they bottled it, right? They've been they've been beaten. They've lost on penalties to Chile. They've been beaten by Germany. A Goethe's goal in whatever the 116th minute. But um, the fact is, they have not uh, achieved what this generation of players should achieve. When you look at that squad, player for player, Nick, 
it's hard to make a case other than maybe France and um, Belgium. Now, other than those two countries, that there is a better squad player for player in the world. Maybe Brazil, maybe not. Um, but they're not, they're not in the conversation with France uh, in, in terms of being a global power because of all of these internal issues. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the other team, of course, having uh, somewhat uh, some, some substantial problems this Copa America will be Brazil booed against, off against Venezuela. And by the way, we talked about the U.S. men's national team losing that match against Venezuela. You know, that Venezuelan team's actually pretty good, although Brazil had three goals called off by VAR. We're starting to see... It, it, it's strange, you know, Kartik. I'm, I'm hearing... So many mixed things about VAR. I mean, people are saying, okay, why why does it take so long when the women, uh, the Women's World Cup, why is VAR so intrusive in the game? Then people are saying, you know, oh, it's uh, they're making too many VAR calls. But, you know, are we in point of fact seeing what happens when the smoke is lifted from the game and we're seeing a lot purer results as a result of VAR? In the old days, highly likely all three of those Brazil goals against Venezuela would have stood, particularly with the match being in Brazil. Yeah. And yeah, uh, so, I mean, are, are we good. seeing a purity of the game that uh, is VAR bringing a level of purity to the game that we wouldn't see otherwise? You could make that case, although there are a lot of people telling me um, that their Women's World Cup experience and now their Copa experience after last night are being affected by VAR. But I have to say this there have been 15 VAR calls in the Women's World Cup uh, uh, entering today. Now, we, we saw what happened at the end of the Scotland game, so we'll, we'll get some uh, updated uh, uh, statistics on this. Eight of them were reversals of referee decisions, which is not does not look good for the officials. But it shows that in the Women's World Cup, there is probably a purer, more um, just result than you would have had in that same competition four years ago, the last time it was played. Uh, eight, over, over, eight calls overturned. That's, that's a lot. Um, through the group stage or through uh, you know the, the, the first two rounds of the group stage. That having been said, you know, I think it's something you just have to get used to. I have said, look, it's affected my experience watching the Women's World Cup because you see a goal and then you're expecting uh, at the goal celebrations to be muted because they're looking at VAR. Um, and, you know, that started with the Champions League game, right? The, yeah. the, the Sterling goal against Spurs and then it's carried on to the Women's World Cup, now carrying on to Copa America. But uh, I can't argue with the results. Nigeria, we talked about earlier, hard done by that call, but she came off her line, and yeah. it was the right call, okay? Renard takes a penalty again, Renard scores, France wins. So that, that is the actual just result. Yeah, right, exactly. That's my point. You may not like the calls, you may not like the results, but they are, in general, I would say to a very high percentage, VAR is getting these calls right. And, and that, to me, is what's so very important. <clears throat> Interestingly, uh, in interestingly enough, uh, you know, I have w one of the things that I'm wondering if they're going to start cracking down on, and, and this is really going off on a tangent, is when goalkeepers take kicks, you know, with drop kicks, and they do them outside of the box. It happens all the time, Kartik. Have you noticed? They actually carry yeah. the ball out of the box and make the kick. Right. And, and that's going to be something that I think um, becomes uh, uh, factored by VAR also, because, Nick, um, what we have seen in the Women's World Cup, and this is why some of the people have complained. I have a very prominent Arsenal fan friend of mine, and he's up just up in arms. He's saying, God, this tournament's been so good, and every time there's a critical moment in the tournament, we're talking about the Women's World Cup, um, there's a VAR uh, decision, and I don't like it. I don't like it that it's going to be in the Premier League next year. It's going to affect how my Arsenal experience is. This is what he's told me. But um, my retort to that is what we're finding is 
VAR now is useful, not just for what FIFA had originally legislated it for, which was clear and obvious errors, but also things like you just mentioned when a keeper, I, I, the keeper coming off her line is something we didn't expect VAR to, um, to catch and to challenge, right? Right. Um, uh, for Nigeria and the penalty kick when, uh, when uh, Renard's penalty kick was uh, saved. However, that is, in reality, a clear and obvious error. The clear and obvious errors can apply to all kinds of things in the game. And I think what we have seen in some of the leagues that have had VAR now for a few years, the Bundesliga, the Eredivisie, and MLS, is that over time, it tends to really begin to work, and people who view watch those leagues complain about it for the first three months or so, uh, MLS brought it in in the middle of one season. Where Howard Webb moved to this right. country and uh, implemented it in USL first, remember? And then yep. experimentally and then brought it to MLS. Um, but what we saw, and I, and I actually had the opportunity to talk, speak to Howard Webb about this um, about a year ago, uh, is that after about three months, people stopped complaining. They got used to it. And now there is far less uh, concern about VAR as an issue, and there is far more accountability for the referees that he himself, Howard Webb, as the head of officials in the United States, uh, has to score. So, and he thinks it's improved referee performance, is what he told me, uh, for his PRO officials that he governs. Because, um, uh, and he was lamenting to me why, uh, this is part of the reason he came to the U.S. as the Premier League, and the FA are backwards, they didn't want to do this, uh, so I had to come here. Now they're finally doing it there, right? But Webb's point was, after about three months, MLS fans got used to it. The referees got better. Um, the VAR checks got better, and it's now kind of a seamless process. Let's see if that happens at the FIFA level or at the major tournament level. A lot of complaints about Women's World Cup, a lot of complaints about Copa, but my guess is, like MLS, like the Bundesliga, they'll eventually get there. They'll get used to it. Well, your Arsenal friend can just shut up, because I'm telling you, as soon as, uh, as, soon as the Gunners have uh, get three points because a goal against them by Tottenham was disallowed by VAR, they're going <laughs> to love it. It's going to be the greatest thing right. ever to happen to them. Look, we just got a couple minutes left in this segment. Uh, well, let's touch on the Gold Cup. The U.S. win against Guyana. Uh, look, it wasn't a very convincing win. They won 4-0 which was good. They scored some goals. But keep in mind, Guyana's 125th ranked team. They are equivalent to Thailand in the Women's World Cup. The women put 13 past Thailand. The men struggled to get four past Guyana. Um, I am worried about the U.S. men's national team in the Gold Cup. Uh, it's a tournament that I think they've been set up to win or at least get to the final. And right now, I'm just not convinced. Well, yeah, and it's also at home. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, the Gold Cup is always played on U.S. soil. The U.S. never plays away games. They haven't played an away game in this uh, Gold Cup since 1993, I believe. Um, so when they had to play the final in Mexico City and they got hammered. In, in 2003, if they had won the semifinal here in Miami, they would have got to Mexico City, but they didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very concerned about them. Guyana, this is their first ever international tournament. Uh, so, And a lot of players that are playing in the uh, uh, fourth of it, you know, League Two conference in England, Guys that are uh, English but uh, have Guyanese uh, uh, ancestry or, or fathers, or fathers, mothers, uh, grandparents. So not really a cohesive squad, and the U.S. struggled against them. It, it was pretty embarrassing in the first half. 
And quite honestly, Nick, I just don't think the U.S. has the personnel to compete at a high level right now. And uh, that's not the fault of the current coach. That's a systematic problem. And we're going to get to some of that on the other side, I know, in our conversation. Yeah, coming up after the break here on Fifth Street Soccer, we're going to be talking to prominent football attorney uh, Bob Caldwell of Collisar and Latham about this astounding uh, narrative around the DeAndre Yedlin decision. Uh, What a surprise. We'll give you the details when we come back. You're going to want to stay tuned for this. History Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. We'll be right back. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. We all have those home projects we'd like to get to before summertime, but there's always something that gets in the way. For a lot of people, they worry about overpaying for their home projects, and how can you be sure you're getting a fair price? That's where Home Advisor can help. Home Advisor's True Cost Guide shows what others paid for similar projects so you know you're getting a fair price. Home Advisor can even help you find the right pro for your job. Whether it's a leaky faucet or a major remodel, just tell them what you need and they'll match you with top-rated pros who can do the job and are available to do the work. You can read customer reviews, request quotes, book appointments, and it's free to use. Home Advisor makes it easy, so don't wait. Get those projects done before the busy season hits so you can relax this summer. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask HomeAdvisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app today. All right, uh, welcome 
back to the show. Chris Street Soccer, Nikki McCarty, Krish and I with you. We're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Eastern. Uh, look, the, one of the big stories that we've been talking about, and we do talk about constantly on this show, or shall I say consistently as opposed to constantly, uh, the issues around U.S. soccer, MLS, and the litigation and general shifting going on in the soccer landscape here in this country. Recently, a decision came down in the DeAndre Yedlin case, which had to do with uh, solidarity payments. Uh, We touched on that on a previous show. Uh, But the interesting thing about it wasn't so much the decision, which actually didn't find in favor of Crossfire FC, the team that was suing, uh, or took um, uh, took Tottenham to court, to international, I believe it was uh, arbitration court, uh, to get their solidarity payment. It was the reasons that they were d- denied, which was so interesting. So joining us on the show is a man who knows so much more about this than I do. So uh, you don't want to let a layman tell you about it. Joining us on the show is my good friend, uh, soccer attorney, uh, Mr. Bob Caldwell of Colossar and Latham. Bob, uh, thanks for joining us today. Nick, thanks for having me, and it's a, a particular honor to be here on Kartik's first official day as your co-host. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Bob, the uh, Yedlin decision uh, was sort of taken once it came down that, uh, that the payment was not due from Tottenham to Crossfire, but it was the it was the the actual details in the decision was so fascinating. Uh, would you fill us in on exactly what they said? Absolutely. And Nick, uh, let me take your your listeners who may have uh, listened to our conversation uh, a month or two ago about this same topic back to to where we were before the reason decision came out, and uh, about a month and a half or thereabouts ago we received a decision from the FIFA Dispute Resolution Committee that simply denied the Yedlin claim without reason. And the way that the FIFA DRC is set up, if a party wants a a reasoned opinion with all of the facts and the legal conclusions stated, they can pay an extra fee to do that. And it's uh, we were a little bit cynical about it the last time it came up and, and talked about how FIFA wanted 10,000 bucks to get a, a reason for their decision. But in reality, I think what FIFA is trying to do here is to make on the fly decisions and to subsidize the cost of those decisions as much as possible. But again, if it's labor intensive, they're looking to recoup some of the actual cost of doing that. So uh, last month we got the, the preliminary decision that it was denied, but we didn't know why. And so we had uh, Crossfire, which is a really strong independent club based in the Seattle suburbs that uh, was very interested in, in hearing the reason for this ruling. Bradley and uh, in one other case had been decided about a month earlier. Those clubs uh, decided not, and it was Dempsey actually, decide, those clubs decided not to pursue the rationed opinion and Crossfire did. And so we've looked at this now. And Nick, I have to say that I think FIFA got it right this time. And uh, we were a little bit cynical the last time, but I've looked through the decision, and what FIFA says now is, well, let's look at a couple things. Tottenham argued a few different things. They said they paid the entirety of the solidarity fee to MLS, and that they did that at the direction of the U.S. Soccer Federation, 
because USSF said at the time they were prohibited legally from enforcing a solidarity or trans, uh, transfer uh, uh, mechanism by virtue of the uh, consent decree in the old Frazier antitrust case with MLS. So Tottenham said, essentially, U.S. soccer said, give it to MLS, pay it in its entirety, MLS, and we will guarantee that it is forwarded to the appropriate parties on your behalf. So what FIFA said is Tottenham paid the 5% of the transfer fee into the kitty and that it should be up to U.S. soccer and or MLS to distribute that, uh, that set aside to the clubs who are deserving of a reward for Mr. Yedlin's compensation. The club said that Yedlin had been uh, part of the club in the years of his 14th through 17th birthdays. And the Crossfire had sought uh, a total of the 10, 20, 30 percent of the, of the set aside for their portion of developing Mr. Yedlin. People looked at it and said U.S. soccer's records only indicated that Yedlin was registered with Crossfire during the years that he was with the Development Academy when he was turning 16 and turning 17. And here's the fundamental thing. FIFA said, and, and this is the first time it's been said, Crossfire was entitled to a portion of the transfer fee. In fact, because they looked at it as his 17th and 16th birthday seasons, 1% of the total transfer fee uh, so 20% of the 5%, but 1% of the total transfer fee should have gone to Crossfire because U.S. soccer's records indicated he played there and because that's the way the formula works out. And he would have, uh, the club would have been entitled for those two seasons to about 35000 bucks in, uh, in compensation. If they had included the 14th and 15th years, which they didn't because they said the records were not clear from U.S. soccer, it would have been an extra 17.5. So it would have been about 52,000. Now, the real important thing here is that FIFA considered an argument from Tottenham that we've heard advanced by people who are against training and solidarity compensation. And that is that clubs in the United States are largely pay to play clubs. In other words, your kid is a talented kid, but maybe you have to pay for them to be part of a particular academy. Now, we've started to get away from that. When we look at MLS clubs and their development academies, those are largely underwritten. But Tottenham said Crossfire is a club that collects uh, payments from the, the families of the players. And so transfer and solidarity are supposed to compensate clubs for taking the risk in developing a player. And in these instances, they didn't take a risk because the parents would have paid for the, the compensation. Now, it's a simplistic argument, and I'll tell you that in the case of Yedlin, it's my understanding he was a sponsored player, which means he was on scholarship. The club did invest in him, and he did participate without payment from his family. But nonetheless, FIFA said, we don't care about this pay-to-play argument. The regulations don't wow. govern wow. that there should be a difference wow. between pay-to-play or sponsored players that are paid for by the club. Yep. This is Bob. groundbreaking because it says that from now on, the traditional academies that we have, the traditional youth clubs, 
they're going to get paid when their players transfer internationally. Yeah, Bob. That wow. that that, that it's wow. what for me was that was the, the bombshell in this decision because you know Major League Soccer uh, very uh, shall we say smugly said that they will agree to uh, solidarity payments going forwards largely because they're looking at their own academies and I believe firmly they thought their academies were going to be the only people that were going to get these solidarity payments, but this is an absolute game changer, Bob. Yeah, it's huge, Nick, and uh, we weren't sure what FIFA was going to say in this regard. We weren't sure if the denial had been because the player passport, as they call it, wasn't sufficiently uh, formed, if it was a pay-to-play issue. Look, at the end of the day, the the only disappointing thing, although I think it's correct, is that FIFA said we're not going to order Tottenham to pay Crossfire this money because Tottenham acted in good faith, and they already paid that 5% to U.S. Soccer and or MLX. And so it leaves Crossfire having to go after their portion of that payment to MLS. MLS would have received, by my calculations, $175,000 when Yedlin transferred over to Tottenham. And so there's a lot of clubs, Crossfire being one of them, the Sounders being one of them, that may have a claim on a portion of that 175. And so let's see what happens next. I've spoken with Crossfire's lawyer. He thinks this would be a nice time for U.S. soccer and MLS, whoever ultimately received the money, to uh, to make a good faith payment to them of that amount uh, that FIFA says should have been received by the club to start with. And if not, we'll see you in court? Because I imagine that's the next step. That's a, that's a discussion for another day, but, you know, certainly possible. Um, look, the DRC at FIFA is primarily responsible for higher-level decisions. And, you know, they don't want to necessarily get into internal countries' business. That's supposed to be for the, uh, the national federations. And so here we had a dispute that was between an English club and an American club. Uh, and now it looks like the dispute is between either the, the MLS and or U.S. soccer and Crossfire. Let, let's hope they're able to work this out. It seems like MLS has seen the light and that there's been a conscious decision that at least moving forward, there needs to be honoring of transfer and solidarity mechanisms. And as you said, that's a game changer. If uh, if 175000 from the transfer of Yedlin had been set aside to go to primarily youth clubs, think about how that amount of money changes the amount of scholarships that are available for young athletes that need help, whose parents aren't able to pay coaches, who aren't able to pay the cost for the team to travel to tournaments. This truly is a, a substantial effect on the ability of youth clubs in the United States to be able to sponsor players, to give them opportunities, and to take a lot of those kids, especially out of the inner cities that aren't able to pay for travel team soccer, and to give them exactly that chance. In another generation, we may look back on this moment and say, this is where it changed for U.S. soccer and our future. 
Bob, real quickly, want to ask you if you think now youth clubs, given uh, what is in this ruling and what you've just outlined, will invest more in, in scholarships for promising players, knowing that there might be something at the end of the road for them. Kartik, I think that that's down the road. It, it, it may be some clubs are well-funded enough that they can go ahead and start to make uh, additional payments. But look, uh, not every club has in its youth ranks a DeAndre Yedlin. Not every club has in its ranks a Clint Dempsey or a Michael Bradley. And so, you know, there aren't a lot of clubs who can essentially borrow money on the hope of receiving an investment. What I think you'll likely see is a bit of a lag here. And once we start to see the crossfires of the world receive these payments, that will in turn allow them then to invest a little bit more in youth development. So I would expect to see a bit of a lag, but as training and solidarity comp payments start to get made out to these youth clubs, uh, most of them will reinvest the bulk of that money back into their players and, and give more opportunities. So will we see an immediate uh, effect? I don't think so. But as to the clubs who start to receive those payments, I do think they will very quickly reinvest that money back into the system. Crossfire certainly has indicated it wants to. It already has a lot of its kids on a scholarship, but just imagine what another 35000 or 52000 would do in terms of providing opportunities for their players moving forward. It'd be huge. Hey, Bob, 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 thanks so much. We'll have you back on. Let's talk more about this, and let's talk about the sequel pay issue. Bob Caldwell, thank you so much. Pleasure having you on. Thanks, Nick. Always a pleasure. We'll be right back. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? for a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 
800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by Annuity Action Network. Hey, did you know it's possible to receive upfront money from your monthly settlement payments? It's true. If you receive monthly payments from an annuity or a structured settlement and you need a lump sum immediately, then you need to call Annuity Action Network. With your cash today, you can pay off credit card debt, pay medical bills, fund your education, or improve your home. You don't need to wait. Call the Annuity Action Network now to get your fast cash with no hidden costs. And if you call today, we'll even send you a $100 cash gift card just for verifying your settlement payments and your contact information. If you have a structured settlement or an annuity and you want cash now, call Annuity Action Network right now. 800-514-9170. 800-514-9170. That's 800-514-9170. Caldwell from Colossar and Latham from coming on, for coming on in the last segment to talk about this DeAndre Yedlin solidarity payment issue. It's a big issue, and we will be spending more time with uh, some of this uh, really important groundbreaking legal stuff going on in the world of football. Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, Kartik, uh, final thought. Yeah, that was fascinating, and I think uh, long-term this is going to have huge ramifications for the youth structure uh, in the U.S. and the professional game, and I think that's positive. It's about time the U.S., uh, gave incentives to clubs to develop players. And uh, that is part of the reason the U.S. is where it is. There are several reasons, uh, but the big piece of this is that there was not enough incentive for youth clubs and, and lower division professional teams to, to develop players because of a lack of solidarity payments, lack of promotion relegation, uh, and other factors. So big, big news uh, for me. And, and it was a great summary from Bob. Yeah, I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, that good faith gesture that he had mentioned from U.S. soccer and uh, actually Major League Soccer, if they will show that and write that check, I bet you they won't, Kartik. I bet you this is going to be forced to go through the courts. Yeah, you know, they wrote a check to a youth club in Edmonton when Alfonso Davies was transferred to Bayern from Vancouver. Now, that was uh, under the jurisdiction of the Canadian Soccer Association, which requires solidarity payments. Um but I was surprised that they went ahead and buckled then, knowing it would have some precedent, perhaps for their U.S. business. Um, the way U.S. soccer and MLS have operated is that they're obstinate about everything. Even the most basic things, uh, they don't want to do. Of course. All right. Well, folks, we'll be back on the air with you tomorrow. Just a reminder, we're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211. Uh, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app and, of course, American Forces. Uh, find us on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber. He's at KKFLA737. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll chat tomorrow. Loads more football to talk about. Have a great night.